can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, I rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, Gabriel, leave. I said, no, let the boy watch. Let the boy watch. He needs to learn the way I learned from my father. The way he learned from his father. <laughs> Let the boy watch the way he learned from his father. <laughs> Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch. <clears throat> An entertainment podcast brought to you by Go and Great Productions. And today we're going to be talking about the 1980 like, psychological drama, The Shining. Based off the book by Stephen King. Written and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Starring. Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, Danny Lloyd, and Scatman Crothers. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Robbie. And alongside me is the cuz, Cousin Benny. How are we feeling tonight? All work and no play makes Ben a dull boy. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and alongside us, our co-host and our good friend, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good. I just... Want you to give me the bat, Robbie. Robbie, give me the bat. <laughs> give me the bat, Robbie. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just bash your fucking skull in. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Robbie said, this is Let the Boys Watch. And this week, this half of the month, it's spooky season. So we did uh, our first scary movie. And we did The Shining. Um, like Robbie said, directed by Stanley Kubrick, based off of a novel by Stephen King. Um, and I believe both Robbie and Benny have not seen The Shining. Is that true? That is true. Oh, That's correct. I love it. I'm very excited to hear what you guys think. Um, so before we get into that, a couple housekeeping items, please. Please. Don't make me say it again. Please send us an email. Uh, LTBWpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you liked about this episode or any previous episodes, what you didn't like. Maybe we forgot something. Probably not, but maybe. Or let us know some movies we'd, you'd like for us to watch. Um, we're probably going to do another uh, spooky season movie next week. Um, and then who knows? So give us some suggestions. We love it. Um, also follow us on Let the Boys Watch Pod uh, at Instagram. That's where we have all our voting every week so every friday we pick three movies sometimes two sometimes four but typically always three movies um for you to vote on and then we watch that movie and then we talk about it what's better than that maybe sports in 4k other than that nothing better <laughs> we're hoping uh, to get more votes this week than jim jordan did so please oh make sure make sure you vote for us our movies yeah um so before we get into some things, I know because you guys both haven't seen it, I'm curious. What'd you think about it going in? Robbie, what'd, what'd you think going into this movie? I'm sure you knew like a few things about it, but what were you thinking? I, th I was thinking I was going to be more uh, scared than I was. Um, it was pretty scary. I mean, but it wasn't as scary as I thought. I, I didn't know much about it. But of course, you know, you, you, you get the famous <clears throat> here's Johnny line and then the iconic gif of, you know, Jack Nicholson 
uh, frozen outside. But uh, other than that, I didn't have that many expectations. You know, obviously people talk about how much of a classic it is and how how it's one of the greatest movies ever made and the performance by Jack Nicholson. So, you know, I figured I'd get a great performance out of Jack Nicholson. Um, but yeah, I was excited to watch it as far as that. Um, other than that, I really didn't have any expectation. I didn't know that much about it, but, you know, you hear all the lore and all the, the praise about it and, you know, obviously how great a director Stanley Kubrick is. So I was, um, yeah, I was pretty excited to watch it. Were your expectations high going into it, Robbie, would you say? Yeah, I think it was was high. Like when you get the greatest movie ever made or greatest horror movie ever made and, you know, you hear all the backstories about it, you know, the, the filming, how tough it was and Kubrick, how many takes he likes to do and how meticulous he is and a perfectionist and things like that. And then, you know, you get the everybody talking about how great Jack Nicholson was in this movie. So I was, um, you know, it's like a it's like a great restaurant. You get excited to go to it. You hear so many good things about it. And then at the end, you're like, eh, all right. <laughs> Benny, what about so you? So I had, um, this is probably going to make Kenny happy. I definitely had an idea of what I thought the movie was. And I thought Jack Nicholson was in an insane asylum, this movie. I thought that's what it was based around. And I think it's because of the Here's Johnny. And it's all white in that bathroom, obviously. So I can't, you know, you think of white, you think of like, like an insane asylum um, and just the, so many iconic stills of Jack Nicholson looking like spaced out and that crazy look in his eye. So I thought he was in an, in an insane asylum and that's what it was based around. Like him just kind of going nuts and eventually snapping. But uh, I like Robbie, I was excited for this one too. Um, this is my first Kubrick movie I ever watched. Really? Um, yeah. So I was definitely pumped to, to do that, especially with the other two movies that we have on the list. I'm not really a straight horror fan. Um, I like something that's a, a little bit more of a mind fuck. Uh, so, yeah, super excited for this one. Nice. Um, have you ever seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No. Well, if you like the idea of Jack Nicholson in, in an insane asylum, Maybe we'll put that That's, on the list and watch that. All right. I will say, though, actually, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Ian. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but we were talking about this movie and I mentioned it was my first Kubrick film. And he said, well, did you see the moon landing? I said, OK, my second <laughs> Kubrick film. <laughs> so I got to get I got to get laugh out of that. That's uh, a good that's one. Good. <laughs> um, I And I hadn't I hadn't watched this in probably like 10 years or something. And I, I've seen, uh, um, uh, I can't talk. Robbie, have you seen any Kubrick films besides this? I've seen Full Metal Jacket, yes. Okay, so Full Metal and Jacket. I think I tried to, I think I tried to watch, is it, was he, did Did he do Dr. Strangelove? Yeah. Something like that? What a, yeah. I think I tried to watch it and I was like, yeah, this is a little too fucking wacko for me. So <laughs> I turned it off. But my attention span stinks, so. Uh, that's fine. Yes. Yeah, so, so go ahead. Someone was talking. Do you do you find your attention span is better now that we're watching it to like review it and talk about it? Do you think you could watch more of those movies now with that in mind? Yeah, because I feel like when I'm watching these movies, I'm not watching them out of like a like a chore or I have to watch them. I'm, I'm watching them for this podcast, and I want to bring like my utmost attention and. 
you know, find things, pick things out and and make sure I'm doing a good job. So I'm always here. I'm always there, like in the moment, trying to pay attention as much as possible. If I was watching this by myself or had a little day with me and I was trying to get a little, little tug and plug, then I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't really care too much about it. But uh, being that it's for the podcast and I feel like I'm such a perfectionist, I want to I want to make the best product. So I'm always paying attention. You know, it's a lot different than if I wasn't, you know, doing the podcast. Yeah. That that's how I feel too, because like I mentioned, I thought I saw some of the big Lebowski a couple of years ago, but 15, 20 minutes into the movie, I was like, I don't remember any of this. So I was probably like on my phone, not paying attention, like looking up every few minutes. So I feel like every one of these movies, I've like not looked at the phone once and I'm just so locked in and trying to like focus on it. So that's I, I like that about you know reviewing these movies. Nice. Um, well, maybe, maybe we'll do a Kubrick week at some point. Cause I was going to say, you know, I've seen a number of his films and full metal jacket being a really good one. Um, uh, doc strange love clockwork orange, this one. Um, but I hadn't seen shining in a while, like 10, 15 years, probably. And I consistently said that it was my favorite, like scary movie, although we'll probably get into it. Like how scary is it really? We'll talk about that later. Um, but let's do some overall impressions. Um, anyone want to start? Why don't you start us off? All right. Well, like I said, I hadn't seen this in a long time, and I consistently pointed to it as my favorite scary movie, horror movie, whatever. Um, I enjoyed watching this movie, but I also disliked a lot about it this time. Um, I was not very not engaged in the work because I was engaged and I love the film itself, the art of the film. The the shots are amazing, the sets, the backgrounds, the colors, everything, but the story itself and especially um some elements of both the main characters, I was not happy with i was kind of like this fucking sucks to a certain extent so that's kind of how i felt this time which i was shocked i was shocked with myself that i i consistently was like yeah it's my favorite scary movie um i don't know if it is anymore i i I don't know i i think maybe talking with you guys maybe will clarify some things um but there was definitely parts i was like jesus christ what the fuck is what is she doing or what is he doing or stop it like, this is dumb. Um, and maybe like you brought up, Benny, like maybe I was watching it with a little more of a critical eye than I used to. And maybe that's why. I don't know. But for sure, love Kubrick, loved a lot of this uh, or I loved a lot about this film. But there was a lot that I was also like, mm, I don't like that. What about you guys? Off the top of your head, can you think of like maybe one or two scary movies that you that this might have fell behind? You know what's funny is after I watched this, um, I was I've been thinking about it since since I watched it. Was it yesterday, two days ago? I might be critic more critical of a lot of scary movies now because like I don't know, like I was trying to think like did anything jump it like Exorcist, Poltergeist. Um, I mean, I love some quote unquote scary movies like Evil Dead or things like that, but 
I love them not because they're scary, because they're corn like corny and stupid. And I love it. Yeah, campy. Um, you know, like Friday the 13th, like Nightmare on Elf Street. All these movies are good question mark. Like they're good because I like them and they're nostalgic, but are they really good movies? They're they're more entertaining. Yeah. Than like yeah. And and it also could be because I'm just I'm an old soft fuck now. And <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, what I I, I like rom coms and fucking things that are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go see Taylor Swift's uh movie concert tour or or whatever? Opening night, I was dancing in the aisles. <laughs> I could tell. No. Robbie, what'd you think of the movie? Um, I thought it was was all right. Um I just I don't know. I just hate uh going into things with such high expectations because you kind of skew your your mindset to thinking that this is gonna be something that's out of worldly or something that you've never seen before. And I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Like scary movie wise, like I don't know. Like me and my sister were talking about. I, I think Scream's a really good scary movie. Like the original Scream is 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 very good. Good one. Um, I I love you know Halloween, the first one. I think that's a great movie. But I'm more about like psychological shit, shit that fucks with your mind, things that can like really happen. Like I don't think you're gonna get like a Friday the Thirteenth where this guy keeps on getting his head cut off in the next the next movie's back and ready to do business. <laughs> like that's not gonna scare me. But you know, psychological shit like this would scare me. Um. The set pieces were amazing. The colors in this movie were, were awesome. I loved everything about it. Um, the performances were okay. Like Jack Nicholson, like I think, kind of overrated in this movie. As far as like what I thought I was getting into, I think maybe DiCaprio would have crushed this movie, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I don't want like hold the thought because I, I want you to finish. But you brought up a point. Like I was talking to Kenny, and I jokingly said. If Matt Damon was Jack, better movie. But then I was like, honestly, I could see like a remake with Leo as him. But like, I also kind of felt like two Shutter Island, maybe. Yeah, I was just going to say Shutter Island. I was definitely on the same page and Kenny was too. But go ahead. Yeah. um, Of of course, there are some iconic moments from him. Yeah. And I think he did a great job. And, you know, hopefully nobody steals my favorite scene when I talk about that. But I mean... It was good. It was really good. Of course, it could have been a half an hour less. I thought oh. it dragged on a, a lot, a yeah. lot, I, especially with with not that many characters in the movie. Like I kind of said, it was a big set piece and there were so many people involved, but there was like maybe like three, four people that were the main characters in the main part of the story of the entire movie that it didn't really need to be two and a half hours. I thought it kind of went a little fast from him like, getting to the hotel and then him quickly like losing his mind but maybe he was losing his mind from the beginning even before the movie but yeah i mean the opening shot was was great with the mountains i mean shout out max hbo max um the 4k was really crushing it It really looked didn't give me that 1980s vibe so i really thought that but i just i just think what i loved the most about the movie was the way it was shot and some of the iconic scenes and the colors that were used i just loved everything about it It remind me like you know, like a Wes Anderson type movie with all the colors that were involved in this movie. But as far as like, do I think it's the greatest horror movie ever made? No. Do I think it's got some of the best performances ever? Not really. Um, and it didn't scare me. I thought I was gonna be scared. Like I literally thought, like, all right, I'm gonna watch this movie and then I'm sleeping with the lights on. 
but it, that never <laughs> happened. I slept, I slept like a baby and forgot about it. So other than that, yeah, it was a good movie. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But hey, you never know what the future holds. Would you would you say that you slept like um well now I can't think of her name. Shelly Duvall, Wendy? what's her character's name? When would you say Wendy. you slept like Wendy when she went to sleep when Jack was fucking terrorizing <laughs> and the kid was just walking around, had a knife? Like who goes to fucking sleep when that happened? I'm sorry. I know. Dude, no, um that's exactly what I thought. I was like, how is she sleep? She just what left this f- guy after she was Call you scrimshy in that bat back and forth, and she's sleeping like she, not like nothing just nothing happened. And this fucking psychopath Danny's walking around with a fucking knife, and he's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and just going and she's fucking snoozing. I know she, she maybe she was just really tired. Maybe oh, well, it's, all it's takes. a lot to deal with. It's a lot to yeah. deal with. Sorry, man. Go ahead. No, good. Uh, I. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I did. I like the first thing that came to my mind was obviously my first Kubrick movie. So I was like super into the direction and stuff like that. And I'll say like right off the bat, I feel like I gave the direction a 10 easily. And I like 100% buy the Stanley Kubrick hype. Um, I'm definitely with you guys as far as like not. I don't know if you would call them plot holes, but more like I wish for a two hour movie, I wish there was more explanation of things. And, you know, like Robbie said, the why is he going so crazy so quickly? Why, like, what is going on in the hotel? Like, why is it possessing them? And I think a lot of, I hate to say, like, make comparisons to a book that I didn't even read, but like, that was a lot of the stuff that I was getting online was, okay, we understand a lot of the changes and why Kubrick wanted to make this a different movie than the book, but there was a lot of stuff explained in the book that maybe would have made, you know, it would have explained some of the stuff in the movie and it would have made it a better movie. So I get that. I think to me, you know, I kind of mentioned a few times on the podcast, I like, or I don't mind at the end of a movie, if something is left unsaid or, you know, the end of inception, even though if you look at some things in the movie, you can kind of tell what happens, but ultimately you're kind of left with, well, what happens? Is it a dream? Is it not? I think that the zooming in on the picture and seeing Jack in the picture without any type of explanation as to why he's there, I don't I don't think that was needed. It was just like a, an unnecessary question at the end of the movie. The movie was fine as is with him dying at the end. Like that was a complete story to me. It was just kind of thrown in there at the end. And, and I don't think that that really made sense. Um, I kind of disagree as far as Jack Nicholson. I, I honestly think this was one of his best performances. Obviously, I haven't seen him as Joker, but you know, coming off the departed where I feel like he was over the top a lot. You know, we talked about that. I really enjoyed him in this movie. Um, I thought even Shelley Duvall, there were some moments where I'm like, why are you running around like this? Like, what does that have to do with it? (laughs) But I almost enjoyed like her naive character and like almost like aloof and like a little ditzy, but you know, her, and there's a while in the movie where you think that she's going to be the one person that's not affected. And even by the end, she's caught up in all of it. So I really liked it. Um, as far as the performances, I liked it. The directions, I like it. The plot, I had some issues with just because I felt like 
there was more to be explained and I didn't need a 15 minute interview at the beginning of the movie for, you know, with Jack Nicholson and, and the manager of the, of the hotel, but all in all, I liked it. And I do feel like I would want to watch it again. Fair. Uh, I didn't understand the, like the, the pit, the picture part. Yeah. I read up on it, but it's like, all right. So what he's like reincarnated with like up from somebody like I did like something like that, where, you need. I feel like you need an explanation as to why he's in that picture, and you leave it at that. Then you got. Then you just leave it open to interpretation, and then anybody can just run with it. So, I I didn't go back and look or go on YouTube, but there's so many, I guess, YouTube videos about this movie, and maybe I think it's even a documentary called Room Two Thirty Seven about it. Yep. Yeah, Kenny was talking ex- about that. Well, they just explain so much, like oh, it's about you know Native Americans, this movie, and like. All, like all these things where I think people just open it up. Oh, this is what Kubrick meant here, and he doesn't leave anything out, or he, nothing's a mistake in his movie. So it's like, all right, well, I'm not really going to do all that right now. Well, Kenny said too, like this wasn't Stephen King hates the movie. I don't think yeah, Kubrick yeah. necessarily likes it. I think he did it for a payday. Um, but he, Kenny, was saying like, you know, is there stuff in there that that's open for interpretation? Yeah. But it's definitely not as deep as a lot of people make it out to be. One of the theories I kind of saw in the picture at the end was like that's showing you that the hotel absorbed him and like yeah, made him. it a like made it a part of the history of the hotel. And now he's going to be one of those ghosts that people end up seeing. And, you know, I, I, I could see the reincarnation thing. I could see that it absorbing. But there was nothing there was nothing there was no reason for you to put that question at the end. If you didn't exp- like, you don't know what, like you can guess why the ghosts in the bathroom, the ghost, the bear is given fucking that dude dome. Like, <laughs> you know, like I wish there was some explanation. Like, yeah, these are all people that died here or did something terrible here. And, and we've claimed their soul, but that was just the one thing that I felt was missing out for me. Yeah. And the book goes, not that the book is perfect either. I mean, the book is great, but the book goes into it a little, a lot more like the bear sucking dick or, uh, you know, the fact that the house wanted Danny so bad because of his powers and like whatever. Um, but I do want before we get into like plum ratings and probably further discussion, I do want to read a quote from Stanley Kubrick that I think will. I don't know, frame kind of what we've been saying just now and probably for the rest of the show. Um, He said in an interview, a story of the supernatural cannot be taken apart and analyzed too closely. The ultimate test of its rationale is whether it is good enough to raise the hair on the back of your neck. If you submit it to a completely logical and detailed analysis, it will eventually appear absurd. And like, I mean, I get it. Like he's the one who made this movie and he's probably had a million people asking him questions like what the fuck was with the picture and he's just like but I get that too and I don't disagree I think I like the the ambiguousness of some of the things and I like that a lot of things are open to interpretation Um, my gripes with it this time around were more about the main two characters to be honest and i loved jack's performance but i think his character could have been done better and more again i want to lean too much on the book but more like the book because in that opening interview you're already like wow jack nicholson's a fucking psychopath like already in the first five minutes 
But in the book, he's a good person. He's a sympathetic character and the house makes him fucking evil. And I feel like that would have been a better um, like character arc or plot line for us to watch in this movie. But his performance was great. Um, It was just. I don't know. There was like, I feel like there was no growth. He was just crazy like this. And I think too, like you get a little of the reasons why, and you could have expounded on it. Like he's on edge. Okay. He hasn't drank in five months. So maybe right. that's what you're seeing lost a little bit job. of that. Or he lost his job. Why did he lose his job? Was it? And I think they go, you know, they Married go into to that. Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. They go <laughs> into that in the book where like he lost his job, but he was kind of not, framed i don't want to say but it was a bullshit reason he lost his job so i could understand if hey i don't want to do it like the book i want him to kind of seem on edge from the beginning right but they could have gave a reason why and they could have dove a little deeper into that yeah and i get but and i'll go into my gripes later but like i also get why shelly duvall's character wendy was the way she was because it's almost like pretty clear that she's uh, you know, being abused, uh, most probably mostly emotionally, but like he's even physically abusive with Danny, which is why he stopped drinking allegedly. So she, the way she is, is kind of like that timid, shy, you know, beaten down person because they're being abused at home by their significant other. So I get it, but doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I just wish that there was more backstory as to why I just felt like he just kind of was there and immediately lost his mind. I would have liked something to, to give me a little, you know, preface of why, why he was going crazy, <clears throat> but yeah, definitely hundred percent abusive to uh, Wendy. And uh, yeah, w- I just wanted more, more backstory. They could have fit that in. Like I said before, fiddled in and took out some some parts that they left in there for for no apparent reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel mean, like they. Tr- Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I think. I don't know. My, I probably just my opinion, but I think they're they're just assuming that you're like, oh, it's cabin fever. Like, like they they're just say, like they don't feel like they need to explain it, or Kubrick doesn't feel like he needs to explain it, but it actually turns out that it's cabin fever plus some kind of evil spirits, whatever. Um, But I agree. Like I would have liked a little more background on something, uh, anything like I, I don't know, either the cabin fever or the, the, um, and I guess like, you know, all the scenes of him throwing a ball and like not knowing what he's doing and stuff. Sure. But they could have added some more of that and less of some other stuff. Yeah, like I was going to say essentially the same thing, but like I would have been okay with him flipping the switch like that with no explanation if you got the explanation later, like that the house or the the hotel is trying to control them. Like, you know, either a little bit more explanation up front of the cabin fever thing, and maybe that makes him weak. And then, you know, the hotel eventually jumps on that weakness or don't give me anything and then give it to me later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You you call that cabin fever? I call that a dream vacation. <laughs> Me too. Surrounded by nobody, please. The best fucking yeah. vacation of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Be amazing. Plus all the ghosts. I mean, sounds fun. <laughs> it's a party. Right? And look, all all that food you had, please. 
Um, all right. Should we do some plum ratings and then we'll get back into some explanation, uh, not explanations, but discussions. Let's do uh, it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because I'm. I feel yeah. like I don't want. I don't want my score changed. Um, overall, I thought it was a really good movie, and like I said, the direction being a ten for me, and the fact that I wanted to watch it again, I was toying with a lot of different scores, um, and I kept coming back to like nine point two, but then I was like, eh, the de- I had the Departed at nine point one, and as as much as you know, we say we don't want to rank these movies against each other. I feel like I like The Departed more, and I didn't want to tie it with it, so I just went with a straight nine. It just kind of felt right to me um, because of a lot of the plot holes. But I, for me, the, the performances were so strong, and the directing was so good, and it made me want to watch more Kubrick movies, want to watch this movie again, maybe read the book. Um, probably not, but I, I kind of <laughs> do. Um, so, yeah, nine for me. Uh, I, I think it is a really strong, like psychological thriller, just like the way, you know, and not even just the direction, but like the, I guess you can call it score. I don't know if it's necessarily music in this movie, but that shit had you on the edge of your, your seat, the whole movie, expecting something to happen, expecting a jump scare. And there was never really any jump scares in this whole movie, but you kept feeling like one was coming. Um, so just for the fact that it made you feel so, so uneasy the whole time, I think that's kind of the point of the movie too. And just based on that alone, I, you know, I think it, it did its job. There was some jump scares. Like when I just hit, like, when I just was like, all right, Tuesday, when it cut, <laughs> yeah. cut, cut to black, I was like, holy shit, that scared the shit out of me. But it was, <laughs> so it definitely, yeah. Like you said, the, the, the score was, was fantastic and the direction was great. And so I agree with that. You want to keep going and give us your score? Sure. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I had a really tough time with this. I was thinking 7.8, 8.1. Um the plot holes to me were just were just too much. The direction was was fantastic of, of course. Um so many like I said iconic shots and scenes and I just love the way Kubrick did direct this movie. Um I'm not shitting on Jack Nicholson's performance. I think it was I think it was amazing. I thought it was great. Uh, he obviously you know, ran circles around everybody in this movie and you could see it obviously, but it was too long for me. And it was, it was, it could have been cut down to two hours. Like I said, and like I said, the plot really, I didn't enjoy and it it could have been uh, toned up a little bit. So I'm going to go with an, uh, such a sucker. Sometimes I'm going to go with an eight point, an 8.1 for this movie. Uh, Not my favorite, not the greatest, but uh, but I'm glad I watched it and, and and it was enjoyable. I'm not gonna say it wasn't enjoyable. But I did enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, I mean, like, you, sorry, you said eight point two, eight point one, eight point one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm com- I've probably complained a bit already. Um, I just want to clarify, like, again, I agree. The direction was fantastic. I loved. The scenes, the the backgrounds, the sets, the colors, so much amazing shit. And the the performances. I'm I'm probably gonna continue to shit on shit on Wendy this entire show, but Shelley Duvall's performance was awesome. It was really, really good. And apparently she was 
being harassed by Kubrick the entire time he claims that to get this type of performance out of her, whatever. Um, and Jack Nicholson was awesome. I loved Danny as well. Um, and pretty much everyone. I really liked everyone in this, but the characters themselves is where I have issues with, um, with both of them. Um, but because like the direction was so strong, um, I'm, I think I'm going to give it a 7.5. I mean, that's not a super high score. It's not a super low score. I just, I didn't love it this time around. I just didn't. Um, I wish it was shorter. I wish it was, I wish there was more background um, on anything at the same time. Like I'm saying, I wish it was shorter, but I wish there was more. So they'd have to, I guess, cut some things out. But yeah, 7.5, not my favorite. Um, and I'm kind of upset because I used, I would say to anybody, this was my favorite. Yeah, um, I just, I, it just, um, like you said, said some of the, the set pieces, like when they walked into the bathroom, oh, I was, I was, um, I was amazed. I think that was probably one of my favorite scenes i've ever watched in a in any movie and it wasn't because of the performances it was just because of the way it was just the set and how red it was and how everything was just neat and tied into place i'm like holy shit this is an unbelievable scene that i'm watching right now like i was amazed the entire time watching it and of course jack nicholson's in it doing a uh a great job so yeah there's there's was numerous times in this movie where i said holy shit like this is 40 years ago and how did he get all these great colors and how did he set it up this way? And like I said, it felt like obviously he came before Wes Anderson, but it felt like a Wes Anderson movie the way everything was like the wide shots and the, I guess the steady cams and all those things were just, were just executed perfect. So I think what saves this movie for me is the direction and is the performance by Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Agree. I think I think too. Like one of the things you know, I said that being the fact that I wanted to watch it again, I think that they executed it on being kind of a mind fuck made it a high score for me. But one of the things I think that made it so high for me too is the fact of how well this movie held up after all this time. Like obviously, there's you know, there's nothing you can do. It's 1980. Things are going to look old. Um, Maybe it's the 4K from, you know, watch it or not max. But like, honestly, if you told me this movie was made in 1990, if it was made in 2000, I would have believed it. It just it looked good. Everything held up. There was nothing that really made it stand out except for, you know, some of the old technology. Um, And I don't know if that's just a Kubrick thing that, you know, he a lot of people take inspiration from him. So um, a lot of these things I'm kind of used to seeing or I'm familiar with the themes. Um, but that I really thought that it held up well. Yeah, agree. If it wasn't for like the old TV, the radio, and like the smoking in kids' faces, <laughs> you'd think yeah. it was a pretty recent movie. Yeah. Shout out Wendy's uh, uh, outfit game. Fantastic outfits throughout the whole movie. Something yeah. about her outfits really. I was like, wow. Great I mean, outfit. She looks. She looked a little, little wackadoo, but I was like. Man, those outfits are really getting me going. <laughs> Shout out. I love the Danny's outfits too. The Apollo sweater, which 
yeah of course is one of the reasons why they think he <laughs> the conspiracy the, that kubrick the, did the moon landing is he sprinkled oh clues God. in this movie yeah. like no. his sweater and um all the other stupid things. I don't. Even I'm not know. gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was gonna try to find some of those sweaters, like adult versions of the Apollo Eleven one. And I think it was, was it Snoopy like kicking a football or something on one of uh, them? Mickey Mouse. Either, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Either way, those those sweaters were fire. Yeah. And the big ass collar that he had sticking out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So all right. Um. Favorite characters. Can we do? maybe favorite scene and least favorite scene first sure yeah let's mix it up i don't know why i just feel like because i i feel like there's things i want to talk about the characters that maybe might tip my hand as far as like favorite character and stuff like that oh that's fine so why, right, for, why don't you kick us off then mr i want to do scenes first all right do you i mean i don't think i'm going to steal this from anybody but i was like i kind of love this movie when the first time you real like obviously you see Jack going crazy and like the blank stare and and him sitting on the bed like yeah he's going crazy, but when he fucking says man I really need a drink and he sits down at the bar and he's full blown now I'm fucking nuts and the bartender <laughs> comes in and the conversation that they're having it was just like all this tense shit and as crazy as this man is now so funny. Like it was like almost like comic relief in the middle of the in the movie. Like, well, I I forget what he says, man. I wanted to write it down, but he he says something when he's got the drink in his hand. He's like, "Wise man says like whatever." Just the way he said it. I'm gonna look it up while you guys are doing yours. But I thought that was like his shining moment. Like the the scenes with the bartenders, the bartender and the and the carekeeper for me were amazing and that's where i really thought jack nicholson shined but that first time he sits down at the bar and just to kind you know oh i got this yeah yeah i got the 220s and 210s and he's like yeah opens it up he's like i'm a little light how's my credit here here?" yeah uh, (laughs) it was so fucking good man like that's when i really like locked in on the movie and was like dude he's killing it in this movie this is like an amazing scene it was just so fun for me did I steal it? Yes. No, not for me. <laughs> not for me. No. Right. Robbie, you want to go? Sure. Um, my favorite scene is when uh they find out when he finds out that Jack's not writing a fucking goddamn thing. He's just <laughs> writing all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And she's going through it and she's finally figuring out, holy shit, you know, he he lost it. And I love the shot where it's it comes up from basically from the typewriter and then you see her face and like, she's just in, in so much shock and horror. And then he comes, Jack comes out from behind. He goes, and I forgot what he said. Like, do you like it or something <laughs> like that? And then, uh, yeah. What do you think? I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to fucking, he's going to just smash her face in right now. And then it comes to the point like, my favorite part of the whole movie, I think, was him just them walking up the steps, right? The way it was shot like that. She's walking backwards and she's swinging the bat a bunch of times. He's like, uh, I think he said what he says, Wendy, darling, light of my life. He's like, <laughs> and he's just like fucking losing it. And like we said before, he's like, 
I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. And then he, and then he like gets his, you know, gets fucking bashed in by her with the bat. I just thought it was great. He, he was amazing in that scene. I loved it. Loved the way it was shot. Um, one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie. And it was just great. And shout out to, uh, Kubrick's assistant who he tasked with writing all those pages of that, of that little manuscript. I thought it was great. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And uh, like I said, I'm not shitting on Jack Nicholson's performance here. I loved it. You know, I, I, I want DiCaprio and everything. So that's why I'm going to say that. But <laughs> he was amazing in this movie. Amazing. One of my favorite performances out of him. So this was a, a great scene and one of my favorite scenes. So the line was, uh, Lloyd goes, women can't live with him, can't live without him. And then Jack just goes, words of wisdom, Lloyd. <laughs> words of wisdom. It was just done so well. But yeah, Robbie, dude, to your point too, that uh, that scene, man, and like you said, flipping through the manuscript, I love how you know formatted everything was. You had like those lines that looked like paragraphs, yeah, like, uh, and like you like, know, like a a, a speaker like a, is speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love that. That was that was great. And like you said, just him peeking out. It was it was just great. Yeah, and also a lot of people would say that the all in all work and no play make Jack a dull boy is actually a one, one for Apollo 11. No. Yeah. <laughs> People say that. <laughs> Idiot. Um, I love it. Uh, I love conspiracy theories. They're so funny. <laughs> um, you actually, I mean, of course you did because that's, you know, one of the most iconic scenes, uh, Robbie's, that's what I was going to say. Um, but I actually I have two backups, so I'll give one and then maybe my Ani Mensch. Um, which one do I want to pick? I think I'm gonna go with kind of a minor scene here, but I loved when um, Danny and and the chef and Dick Halloran are talking initially. They're having some ice cream, and. Um, they start talking about the shining and Dan, you know, of course Danny's hesitant at first and then he just starts getting into it. And then he's like, D- are you scared of room two thirty seven? And Dick of course is just like, you stay out of there. <laughs> There's no reason to go in that room. Um, and I, lo- I, I don't know if, how you guys felt about Danny, but I loved um, his performance and his character. Like I didn't think I, I think some people like find it annoying the the Tony stuff and whatever. Um, but I liked it and I love um they're not really a, it's not really a scene to pick, but anytime he was riding around in the hotel on his little big wheel, I fucking loved it with the steady cam no, shot right behind him. Oh amazing. I, I loved, loved it. it. Loved it so much, loved it even more when you heard the sound of the wood floor, and then when he went on the rug, I thought that was yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, I love so that. Good. That part, the yeah, the sounds of it were amazing. I loved. Um, you guys mentioned music before, but there's a lot of ambient sound that I love in this film. You know, of course, when actions are happening, like Jack throwing the ball against the wall, but I, you know, I loved hearing that. But like the the low sound of the storm outside, that was like prevalent throughout a lot of the scenes i love that but yeah good call robbie i loved the carpet wood carpet 
and him just going around. And then when he stops in front of 237 the first time, and he's just like, it's the, the, the tension is just like, is palpable. It's amazing. Yeah. Even though he goes and the door's locked and whatever. Um, but yeah, that I, I'd go with that, I guess. Um, but I have a, I think I have, I have an Ani Mensch, but do you guys have any? I do. But before we, we do that, I mean, we've talked so many times about things that I've realized why they're in pop culture or things <laughs> that I didn't know. The steady cam shot uh, behind him when he's on that like, trike, yeah. there's a family guy scene. That oh, yeah. I always, I always used to remember. And I was like, oh, okay. I did the fucking, what's that? The Leo, the, <laughs> <laughs> uh when that happened so yeah it, it's you know again another cool byproduct of this is and we'll get into another one later is just recognizing all the pop culture stuff yeah. but you can go ahead with your ani mensch if you want to go first sure well did you ever see the simpsons version of this the no shining? uh <laughs> no. it was actually like watching this again and then i rewatched the simpsons uh clip um it's like a 10 minute clip from a treehouse of horror it was actually really good like it was pretty funny and like they captured a lot of the film in a very short amount of time you know homer goes crazy and no tv and no beer and make homer go crazy like that uh <laughs> is is very good i give me the bat marge give me the bat, give me the bat marge. <laughs> um but my <clears throat> ani mensch is the um i mean it's probably maybe also a little bit of chalk but i loved I'll say both times in the hedge maze, um, you know, wh when it was like kind of a nice time with Wendy and Danny. And then, of course, at the end with Danny and Jack chasing him and Jack just being an absolute feral animal in that fucking maze. <laughs> that annoyed me so much. Growling. Um, like, what are we growling about, bud? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's crazy now. Um that I I I really liked uh, mainly for for the the shots the direction the way he shot it I read something about how he shot the hedge maze and I don't want to say the wrong things but basically he shot it in a certain way that made it just so much more imposing and like scary claustrophobic claustrophobic great word for that yeah um so I love the hedge maze and um it, the hedge maze wasn't in the book in the book it was um actually like hedge animals but think about 1980 hedge animals probably would have looked pretty stupid with the special effects they had at the time so yeah probably a good choice yeah good point i i thought that the first uh may scene was absolutely amazing and, and i thought it was one of my <clears throat> favorite shots in like i said in i think in any movie i've ever watched yeah. i was amazed and 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 I guess in transpire, I was like, this is beautiful. I was like, how the hell did he do this? I mean, first off, immaculate hedge cutting. Immaculate. That was <laughs> immaculate. I mean, I saw that. I said, I was so jealous. I said, I could never cut hedges like that. Nah. But yeah, I thought that was great. Um, well, like the indents where they had the little signs. Yeah. Oh, I was like, loved it. Oh my God. I was like, this is beautiful. Um, I guess, obviously, the, the, the axe scene, I mean, that's iconic. That's but just the way it was shot, uh, kind of the direction of it when he would swing the axe and then pull the axe back and the camera was going back and forth. I was like, that was yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, fun fact, you know, Kubrick with his many, many, many takes, uh, 
60 doors no (laughs) yep 60 doors were used so imagine the door guy having to put those bad boys back on new doors back on the hinges crazy jack must have been ripped yeah yeah and if you see there's a there's a scene uh, there's a a clip on youtube i guess shot by i think kubrick's daughter like getting ready for that scene and it's probably like the 50 millionth take and nicholson like a fucking lunatic is just in the background just yeah pumping himself up just being an absolute psychopath well i think Shelly duvall's having a nervous breakdown in the corner yeah she's like, get me the get me the fuck out of here but nicholson is just built for it dude just an absolute psychopath like in real life i feel like just just amped and ready to go excited it's funny they, with the doors and nicholson being a psychopath they originally had like prop doors but nicholson like absolutely exploded them so they had to like actually reinforce the prop doors so they were more like regular doors for him to chop down because he just fucking crushed the whatever they were maybe probably like balsa word or something it's crazy too to like i mean you see you know wendy's like obviously freaking out for most of the movie but just that one scene of her like absolutely screaming and like losing it imagine having to do that like a million times in a row it's gotta be crazy I, I do want to like, say cough drops on set. Yeah. A hundred percent. She could have fit through that window. Yeah. You, you get your shoulders through you're through. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly. Well, she ran out of tears. The, yes. And she had no more tears left in there. So she had to be, have water on standby the entire time. So she can get some fluids in her body. So she was able to cry. Oh, wow. And the other thing, one other scene I liked is when he's like, really, the beginning stages of losing it. And we know people can be annoying. We know, you know, girlfriends and wives sometimes can really be fucking annoying. But when she comes down, she's like, oh, Jack, do you, do you need anything? And he's like, listen, when I'm down here and I'm, t- and I'm typing, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm just paraphrasing. He's like, don't you dare come down here when I'm typing. He's like, why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> it's all yeah, yeah, he's like new rule when I'm typing. If you hear the typewriter, if you don't hear the typewriter, get stay the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's like, we under we good. All right, now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh my god, I, Jack's gone. I was watching it with uh, with my wife, and she had never seen it before. And after that, I think after that scene, she was like, "I'm done with this movie. He's a fucking dick." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. it's going crazy. Uh, my Ani Mensch, I mean, I have like a bunch because there were so many scenes, but I, I think it was when Jack got locked in the freezer okay. and just a shot from underneath of him, like going crazy and trying to convince Wendy to let him out and, you know, flipping from like, get you better let me the fuck out of here to, oh, I really think I hurt my head uh, and, you know, just him trying to figure out how to get out of there and. You know, and then that reveal of, oh, you think you're going to call somebody or use the snow cap? And he's like, I, there's a surprise for you. Yeah. You're going to be surprised. I just thought that that was great. So the whole time he was in the in the freezer for me is probably my Ani Mensch, favorite scene. That was a good one. Um, the, I read something that uh, Kubrick didn't love the fact that um, the ghost like unlocked the door because then it kind of made it like official that there's ghosts and that they're affecting things. Whereas prior to that, 
it could all have been in their heads or like yeah. whatever. Like it's not necessarily like a supernatural thing. Um, but then there's also there's theories that like Danny did it or some stupid crap or whatever. Yeah, I, that too. And like, I mean, you could almost say, and I, I don't think I've seen anybody really speculate this, but she had such a tough time unlocking the door at yeah. first. Like may, maybe she didn't lock, really it, lock it right. So yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe he actually like broke out and just imagined that the ghost did it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Should we do least favorite scenes? You should. Sure. I think I, I went first, so I, I forget who went yeah, last. I think, I think it's me with the snake draft rules. Um, least favorite scene. I've I brought it up before. I fucking lost it when Shelly Duvall, when Wendy was fucking sleeping. I lost it. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't remember <laughs> that from. And I think my perspective is also different on this movie because now I have a kid and like I, I, yeah, you know, I'm kind of realizing this as I'm talking about it. Like a lot of my concern in this film now was like about Danny and about like making sure he was all right. And like, whatever. Whereas the last time I watched, I just, I didn't care as much. Um, But that whole time she, she's sleeping and I'm like, you got this fucking psycho running around downstairs and you're like, Hmm, good time for a nap. Leaving knives out. Like <laughs> your kid, your kid just had an episode where he got potentially choked by a crazy woman, but probably your husband. That was the other thing. Jack, how could like, she's like, Jack, how could you do this to my kid? And then she comes down, Jack, Danny says that a crazy woman choked him. Okay. Jack goes down, makes out with the hot woman who turns out to be a, a gross old woman. And then he comes back up and says, nobody there. And she's just like, oh, okay. Doesn't go back to the fact that maybe the only other person in the fucking house did this. Now, to be fair, the ghost probably actually did do it, but she doesn't know that she hasn't seen any ghosts. So she's just like, whatever Jack chat, uh, choked out my kid, but then I'm going to go to sleep after I just had a conversation <laughs> with him and, and, and a breakdown and I had a breakdown. Like, I, I don't know. I, that, that flipped me out. I, I get it. Maybe you're in a, a, a state of mind that you just were like, I have to sleep right now, but get that kid out of that fucking house. <laughs> Yeah. So Ryan's least favorite scene the entire movie. <laughs> What's that? What? Your least favorite scene the entire movie. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I really, I really, really disliked Wendy this time around, like a lot. I and I, I get that her character was a broken woman because of the abuse that she suffered, um, but she really pissed me off in a lot of ways. <laughs> Poor Wendy. I know. And her Shelly Duvall's performance was awesome as this broken, shy, timid, abused woman. But I just I hated her guts. Well, this movie, <laughs> this this movie, I think broke her. I think she did like a few more movies and has never heard from again. Yeah, either that or Popeye. Popeye probably broke it too. I mean, 
you had to work with Robin Williams, I feel like it wouldn't break you. Yeah. Did you ever see Popeye? Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh man, it's it's good, but it's fucking bad. <laughs> it's something else. Yeah. Um. All right. My least favorite. Is it a scene? It's probably a scene. Just Halloran, whatever his fucking name. Is. Like how how you getting back to Colorado in a horrendous snowstorm? Planes landed. He's taking his Buick Saber. Just cruising through the streets after a fucking Tonka truck was flipped over and crashed into a, a VW bug. And then you just calling up your buddy. Shout out uh, my main man. Um, what's his name's uh, trainer? Apollo Creed's yes. trainer. Yes. For giving yeah. him the, the, the truck. And he's just going maybe eight miles an hour in the snow and <laughs> doesn't freeze to death. And then reaches the, the, the hotel and is... Con- Constantly screaming hello to make his presence known that he's there instead of trying to fucking sneak attack everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my my least favorite scene. I mean, I thought that was just kind of grass and for straws. It was just um, him making it to Colorado would have never happened. They would have closed the, the the airport down and then him getting that. I don't even know what the name of that fucking snowmobile thing is, but. Yeah, that that annoyed me so much. The entire time, I was just like, "This is so un- non-believable." That is pissing me off. So the actor's name was Tony Burton. Yes. Tony Burton, the god, the goat, man. Um, Don't Dave Tow. <laughs> Don't Dave Tow. Don't Dave Rest in power. He's so, dead. <laughs> yeah, he's he really? dead. Twenty sixteen. Cut the fucking cut my music. I'm out of here. Oh <laughs> man, right, that's terrible. Gone. I had no idea. My so I don't know if this counts as the same scene, but one of the first things I said to Aya at the end of the movie was tell me why the only black man in this movie had to fly across country to be the only person that got killed by Jack. Yeah, that's not right, man. That's fucked up. No. So that no. was, and he's, you know, at first two with with um Dick in the movie, I was like, all right, this game kind of sucks. But by the end of the movie, I was like hoping for him to be the hero and for that to be his end. Like that, that pissed me off. So I'm gonna say his death scene was my least favorite scene of the movie. Agree. Oh, that's a good Tony, Tony Freak or not. Yeah. See his room? In the in the book, he's a little a, bit. He's, he's a ladies' man. Please, you see, <laughs> it looks like see it. His post, you see his posters? I'm gonna get one yeah. right here and right there. <laughs> yeah. You gotta put one at the head of your bed and at the foot of your bed. Yeah, of course. Right. No, I want to get him on like a track so I can I can switch them as needed. Love it. Because if one's at the head, then I can't look at it all the time. <laughs> true. You just put a mirror in front of your face. That's all right. And then I can talk to ghosts like Jack. Did you guys <laughs> notice that? That except for the door, the pantry scene, every time he was talking to a ghost, there was a mirror. Yeah. But in that sure, one, I, I mean, he didn't see the ghost. True. So I mean, you know, I guess you could say either way, it's coming from inside of his head in some way. But yeah. All right. Um, any other I mentions? Her least favorite scene? No, I really didn't. Just just the fact, you know, apart from some of them being a little too long. I, I didn't really have any issues with any of the scenes, per se. 
Yeah, and just the um, just the decomposing old lady. I I could I could have done with Melisandre. <laughs> yeah, real Melisandre. Yeah, we could play a quick game called uh, Real Bush or Fake Bush. <laughs> I'm gonna go with American for that lady. Possible. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's it's 1980. Give me Real Bush. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, find out next week. We're gonna. We're gonna do some research. <laughs> I, I'd say I'm gonna go real. I thought we were gonna play Minx or Stinks. <laughs> that, for that lady, or the for the, for, the, for her? Yeah, Minx. Quad, quadruple Minx. <laughs> she was like, Golly. out of like a fucking mythical story. I don't know. Yeah. Like her limbs were so long, and I don't know. It was just it was, she's a very uh, attractive lady. They, what um, about the decomposed body lady? Minx or stinks? Oh, Minx. Minx. Minx, please. Out, out of, my plums were at 10,000. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I saw those fucking droopy titties, I was fucking bulldozing. <laughs> I was ready to go explode. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Favorite or least favorite character, which would you like to do first? Least. All right. Um, kick us off. Give me the what's his name? Hold on, I'm just trying to find it here. Give uh David Baxt as the first forest ranger, the one that answers the phone with Shelly. <laughs> you don't like him? It's just such a clueless guy. He's like, all right, well, phone lines are down. I'm gonna be down for a while. I just didn't like him. Like, get out of here. I much preferred the second guy that was talking to. Dick later on in the movie, he handled it well, made the phone call. Hey, I'll call you back. Give me a call back at this time. He was on his shit. The other guy was just there. I don't even know. Collecting a paycheck for doing nothing. So fuck him. (laughs) Over. (laughs) All right. Give me. The child doctor. Yes, she's stunk. How, How first off, how are you not? I think 1980, I think we, we were kind of, you know, all in agreement that cigarettes weren't good, right? How you gonna how you gonna let the lady just be, be puffing cigs right there in front of in front of the kid? And then how are you gonna tell them tell the mom that yeah, I, I don't think anything I just think he's going through something. I don't think there's anything wrong with the fucking Danny who's got, you know, the claw just ready to fucking lose it. And he's got somebody he's talking to and all these things. You know, sometimes I think doctors are overrated. Uh, uh, you know, especially child doctors. You know, I think they just think that these kids are going to something. But meanwhile, this dude's fucking possessed by somebody. So, you know, she did a bad job of diagnosing him, and I'm not about that. So, get her out of the movie, and, and I never want to see her again because she needs she needs her license revoked. <laughs> Still a house call though. That must have been nice. Imagine. Yeah, that's true. Call a doctor up. They show up at your house instead of going to the fucking waiting room for 45 minutes. Well, please. Ugh. Having to deal with the receptionist. Ugh. I did go today. It was the fucking worst. The worst. <laughs> um, I think least favorite character. I'm not gonna pick like kind of a jokey one. I'm gonna go with Wendy. I really, really, really hated her character. Um, and I'm not saying Shelley Duvall specifically because I think she played it the way Kubrick wanted her to. Um. And uh, I don't want to be comparing the book and the movie too much, but I'm doing it anyway. 
uh, the book she was Wendy was not timid like that was not um, so scared for lack of a better word. I mean, she was definitely naive and had never faced adversity like in her whole life. Um, but she annoyed the fuck out of me. Most of this movie. I, I just, I hated her guts. She was so annoying. Good mother or bad mother. Good mother. I think did her best. She definitely tried. She could have probably protected him a little better um, in some ways, but I think she loved Danny. And I mean, she got him out of the hotel and, would have sacrificed herself to try and get Dan, you know, keep Danny safe. But, um, good mother for 1980. <laughs> I was going to say too, like 1980, your son's talking like he's possessed with, you know, that back hey, in 1980, fine. that, that, that was nothing a good smack couldn't fix. Yeah. And she held off on that after, you know, this is probably, this was going on for years at that point. So, well, that was Jack's was- job. He broke his fucking arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, patience of patience of a saint. No, she just every like one of you guys mentioned she's running around like this, like just the way oh, that was the worst. That was the, the worst way yeah. she was doing certain things just bothered me so much. And it was like they were trying to do the like 1950s housewife a little bit, but without actually doing it like she comes out and she's like, how about I bring you some sandwiches? And you're just like, <laughs> no wonder he said to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I just really wish her again. Her performance was very very good, and Jack's performance was very very good. But I wish that they were just a little bit more like the book. And again, maybe that's clouding my my view. But that's how I feel. All right. Favorite character. Oh, oh, I get to go first. Shit. Double pick. Um Man. I'm going to I'm going to leave some chalk for you guys, I think. I'm going to pick not nah, fuck it. I'll pick Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um it, We've said it a number of times already, but while I think his character could have been done better, his performance was electric. Um, That's I mean, I don't think I have to say anything more. He was great. I loved a couple other characters and I almost picked another one. But Jack's performance as a fucking maniac was perfect. I just wish he was a little less maniac to start. Um and I would have I think that would have gone a long way. I'll use your point to just like, again, throw in another one of my favorite scenes. But, you know, like I, I said, just those two scenes with him and the bartender. And even the second time he went back to the bartender, but him with the caretaker in the bathroom, oh. just like him playing off of him and like both of those dudes were the straight like every line was delivered almost monotone and like with no emotion and anything. And Jack just like riding the roller coaster of emotions in both of them, especially in the bathroom scene where he's like almost joking around with him to the point where he completely becomes like, I have to fucking kill these two. And like that, just watching him go through that whole progression was insane and amazing. Yeah. 
Because it's crazy that he wasn't even nominated for an Academy Award for this performance, too. Really? Which was, yeah, which definitely should have been. Um, Critics kind of panned this movie when it first came yeah. out. It wasn't that well received at first. No, not at all. Uh, I'm, I'm going Jack, too, because yeah. that was my favorite character. I mean, uh, he was, he was like I said, he was running circles around everybody acting in this movie. I mean, nobody even stood a, a, a close second to him. Um, like I said, the staircase scene, amazing performance. Even the act scene, just quoting like the three little pigs was so menacing and scary. <laughs> it, yeah, it it was just, it was like, I was like, holy shit, this guy is fucking so far gone that I, I love it. I love the way he's, he's playing this character. And then the here's Johnny is just a great improvised line. It's it's amazing. And like I keep on using the word iconic, but it is. I mean, we still still use it to this day and everybody's throwing that gif around, you know, every chance they get. But I, I can't pick anybody else because he is my he is the, the my favorite character and he is the best actor and best character in this movie. So to to pick somebody else would would be a disservice to to the performance he he played here because it's all about him and you know what he's going through, his paranoia, his schizophrenia, his you know physical and emotional abuse to his family, and how that plays a part, and how they act, and you know shape who they are. So I just thought he was amazing in this in this movie, and and it's his movie, and I can't give it to anybody else. So if we're gonna break rules, I mean, obviously I would pick him too, uh, but we're gonna break rules. I'll I'll give you kind of my triumvirate here just to like quickly touch on all three of them and just why I felt like they were so great for their role. Obviously um, Shelly Duvall just crushed it and was like that perfect meek ditzy kind of person. And, you know, I, I can't help but think of that, just that reaction shot. Yes. It's, it's a hundred percent Jack coming through the the door, but just her scream and the absolute fucking terror uh, just so good. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I can't imagine doing that a, a million times and it's, it's iconic that scream. Um, I will give props to Danny. I think Danny is, you know, he's, he, we've seen kids in movies and they're just like, all right, it's just a kid and he has to be a kid. So we're going to put him in here, but to be able to like, he didn't have super short lines. Like he, he, yeah, he did some he, weird shit, man. Did weird shit. He had like, kind of longer lines um it was believable and and i i just really liked it from him like it, it, you don't see that w- with kids i mean i don't know maybe you do well i'm just being ridiculous but i i thought he was really good and i was kind of expecting him to just being an annoying kid in the movie but you know we mentioned the him look just looking over his shoulder you know obviously a lot of that's going to be kubrick getting the perfect shot and going through a lot of takes and picking one but he still did it and then you know joking around about Halloran dying, but I almost want to give it to him a part of it to him because he was honestly one of like one of the only people that gave exposition in the movie with the with the shining and, yeah. and being connected to to Danny in that way. And you know, like I said, he I loved the rapport he built with Danny so quick in it. And you know, I I went from thinking like I said he was kind of a goofy character to Oh shit, this guy's got something up his sleeve. Why did he call him Doc to then befriending him and then having that connection with him through the movie? So 
yes, obviously Jack is drives this movie and everybody, uh, you know, he acted circles around everybody, but I do think the three of them helped propel the movie and move it. So, you know, if you guys are going to pick the same person, I'm going to give shine to those three. Yeah, great. I was going to give my Ani Mensch to Danny as well. He did. I thought he was awesome in this film. Um, and funny story. Well, not funny story, but interesting tidbit. He didn't know it was a horror movie the entire time he was filming. I mean, I know he's a young kid, but they hid it from him. Kubrick allegedly was very protective of Danny and didn't want him to get like, I don't know, probably like psychologically damaged by filming a weird movie. That's so like, I mean, how do, how do you explain like him with like all the reaction shots, like him with his eyes just bugging out and like screaming and stuff like that? Maybe he told him it was a comedy. I don't know, but he said it was a drama. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he was great. Any, any, uh, any Ani Menches? I, I wanted to also shout out I Lloyd. kind of sold them all. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lloyd. I love the caretaker. Um, I can't think of his name now. Fuck. But Lloyd, yeah, those characters. I mean, the, the bear sucking dick. I love that. Yeah, that's that was good. Great. In the book, there was <laughs> actually more weirdo furry sex shit. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do you, I mean, not to take a huge right turn or left turn right here, but is I, that, you, you've read it? Oh, I read it a long time ago, so I had to refresh myself a lot uh, How, last, last yeah. night. Have you read other Stephen King stuff? No, and I'm actually, like, upset that I haven't because I've heard a lot of his books are really good. I just, I don't know, I just haven't. He's like the movie version of books for me where like he puts out so much stuff and I just never gave it the time of day. And it was almost like, yeah, either I'll get to it or he's probably overrated because I don't understand how a man could put out huge books, like almost every single year. Cocaine. It's wild, I guess. Yeah. But I kind of maybe, you know, start with this book or, or something else, but yeah, but I do want to give a shout out. I know we're, we're still in the, um, Oh, whatever. The favorite actor sec- uh, section, but the scenes, man, I loved all the flashbacks and the cutaways of like the blood coming down the elevator, <clears throat> the twins, the twins in the hallway and cutting to them dead on the floor. I just I thought all that stuff was done so awesome, too. Yeah. Um, there, there was a lot in this movie that I that I really loved. And, you know, I guess a lot of it was director's choice, but. Man, it, the, some of that stuff to me, I just thought was so awesome. Agree. Also, they're not twins; they're sisters. Twins. No, twins. Basil. Basil. Twins. Basil. <laughs> twins, because eleven, Apollo eleven. That's two, right. Two ones. That's the same. That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, good one. Um, <laughs> all right, so. We got everything, right? We did. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, we got everything. Um, all right. So what? I mean, we kind of said it. I'm sure all of our answers are the same, but what could we have done to make this movie better, if anything? I mean, it seems sacrilegious to try and make a Kubrick movie better, but it's the rules. We have to answer the question. 
snake draft, so I'll go here, but I'll only give one of them. And I think to me, it's the lack of exposition. And, you know, like I said, that it really grinded my gears that they ended on that picture. Like that was the one thing that like killed me because it could have, like I said, it could have been explained or you didn't need it. And it was a little too, you know, I, I just hated that that's how it ended, especially after that iconic uh, Mr. Freeze at the end there. Chill out. <laughs> Freeze. Cool. Yeah. Did you guys see all see that movie? No, yeah. but I've just see, seen the super cut of all the Arnold sayings a million uh, times. Um, Robbie, you want to go? Yeah, quickly. Uh, just cut the movie half an hour. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really it for me. Cut it too long, uh, especially with uh, not that many characters in the movie when you focus so much on like the family aspect of it, like the three main characters um, and Jacko and Bonkers. So give me give me like half an hour or less. And like Benny said, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off of Benny's uh, to make the movie better. Just to, you know, expound or expand a little bit on, you know, why Jack's going crazy, uh, how he gets there. You're not going to give me a backstory, but just give me a little bit more than I got. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I just felt like that was rushed from him just being there and then all of a sudden losing his marbles. You okay? Yeah, I just burped. I was out. I was done. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. He seized up. No, yeah. No, I'm done. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. Finished. Finished. Um, yeah, I mean, I said it already, but I think... Um, I I would have liked uh Wendy to be a little less meek and timid um and I would have liked Jack to be a little nicer I mean more sympathetic I think that would have went a long way like the way it was in the book where um he he had actually in the you know well, I'm not going to say it cuz I don't want to spoil I, it I've read it I've read the synopsis so okay so if you want to but basically like in the end he tells Danny to run away. So like a little bit of his um, human side or his uh, love for his son, if there is any like kind of leaks out at the end, but like he was a good quote unquote, good person other than being kind of a drunk. Um, so like as the reader, you have more sympathy for him, but also that's what makes him going nuts like so jarring and so interesting and i feel like that would have helped and i don't know if maybe it was just jack nicholson the way he is because he is i think a psychopath in real life but like in the beginning like he's doing the interviews and he's like talking to his wife and he just looked like he was just on the edge the whole time like anything would set him off he was like michael douglas and falling down like he could just snap like this um, but he didn't. That's I'm not taking anything away from his performance. It was amazing, but I feel like that would have uh gone a long way. Jack Nicholson can smile, like can't smile and not look like a complete sociopath. Yeah. Like even if he's trying, like I'm sure what was the movie he was in with was it Helen Hunt? That was like um, that rom com or whatever. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, shit. And Greg Kinnear was in it, and he had the dog. What the fuck is the name of that movie? As good as it gets. Yes. Yes. 
Like even that he still looked like a psychopath in that movie, just smiling and like he was supposed to be in love. So just, a, you his, know, just his, something about the way his lips curl up at the end. It made him for the perfect Joker, I'm sure. But it did. Like it was crazy. It, it's crazy. Even with all the makeup on it, it, you thought that it was just him smiling the entire time <laughs> in, in, the, in the Joker. But his laugh is just crazy, too, in this movie yeah. and it, at the at the bar when he's laughing. But that's the same thing as his laughing in uh, the, in Batman as well. No, I can't. I mean, I feel like I've said it 15 times. I cannot fucking get enough of that bar scene. It was just so fucking good for me. Uh, so good. And, and Robbie brought it up. That bathroom scene. Fucking amazing. So many, so many scenes are so good. And I think that's why people hold this in such high regard. And to me, maybe overlook some things about the plot and the characters and the story and whatever. But there's a lot to love about this film. But it just yeah. some of it pissed me off this time around. It, it's almost like I was like super excited to read more about the movie after we finished. For sure. But I feel like that almost took away from how much I liked it. Yeah. Because like, you know, a lot of people are quick to point out all those different things. And, you know, the first thing I did, you know, after watching it was like, all right, what did the picture mean at the end? Because I need to know. And that just opened yeah, up the can of the can of worms of, you know, all the things that were different. And like I said, pointing out the plot holes and stuff like that, that it almost kind of not ruined it, but like it just made me. That's why I struggled with the score, I think. Yeah. Fair. Um, I do know of uh, one way we can make this film better. Go ahead. I'll invest any game anyone I want. Um, it is casting Matt Damon as either an existing role or a brand new role in this film. Um, Robbie, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Nothing crazy for me this time around, but give me a young preteen, not even close to being a teenager, young, lean, mean, demon fighting machine. <laughs> give me Matt Damon as Danny. Uh, oh, I think Matt Damon would have took this movie to a, another level as a young Danny. Uh, I found Danny to be very annoying in some scenes. His acting annoyed me. I, I understand he's a, a young kid, but I mean, Haley Joel crushed it in the sixth sense. So that's what I'm going off of. Uh, yeah, give, give me Matt Damon as, as young Danny. I think he would have brought this movie uh, probably into into the nine range for me with his acting. I think he would have did an amazing job. Uh, some of the stuff that Danny did was very annoying. The Red Rum the Tony stuff. I just wasn't a fan of Danny, maybe because I hate kids. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You hear that, B? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, please, I mean, give me Beatrice to Danny. She would have crushed it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm nothing crazy. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, so yeah, just give me Matt Damon, Young Lean, Fight Machine, going into room 237, not room 227, to, uh, <laughs> to be Danny. I just would I just would have loved it a little bit more. Right. Um give me a older Boston accent, heavy Boston accent, angry, investigating anyone he wants as you fucking cocksuckers, Matt Damon <laughs> as Tony, as the 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 man in Danny's mouth. 
and just imagine him with his fucking <laughs> thick ass accent telling Danny to go ride that trike over time. <laughs> Ima- just weeks. imagine hearing Matt Damon's voice instead of Rad Rom. He's back. Red rum. <laughs> I can't do this one. Red rum, you cocksucker. <laughs> Give me a middle-aged. Oh. Wise as a sage. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Perm Haven. In beige. <laughs> In oh. beige. A <laughs> little uh, bit of rage. A <laughs> little bit of rage. Stethoscope wearing. Oh. Nice curly hair having <laughs> doctor, child doctor that comes and saves the day and cures Danny. And the movie is over, not two hours and 40 minutes, no plot holes. Yeah, seven minutes promotes, <laughs> promotes mental health. And you got a whole new movie, and Matt Damon saves the day. Oh and maybe gosh. we get higher scores from the both of you. Please, we're 20, <laughs> probably. Um, you guys know that there's a sequel to this, right? Yeah, Doctor Sleep, right? Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Um, maybe next spooky season we'll watch it. No, no. nah. <laughs> I, I, I almost knocked my water over again. You fucking idiot! <laughs> and I unmuted the TV. Nice. Um, I. Anything else that we should discuss about this film? How do you guys feel about your scores after talking about it? Still okay pretty good. It? Yeah, I'm cool with it. Uh, I I think an eight an eight one is is fine. I think I was a little little generous reaching yeah. the eight status, but yeah, I think it was okay. Really, I'm right. I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with them. The earth scores, I felt they were a little low, but all right. It's it's just well, like I'm not throwing shade or anything like it. Our just, opinion, man. No, I think you, I think you are easy, throwing dude. Shade. Listen, I think you're throwing a little shade all of a sudden. Now you think you're like a little <laughs> fucking Cisco Nebert around here. Now listen, you want to throw I'm, shade at us. I'm yeah. Kubrick and Jace at this point. Um, <laughs> you, listen, I'm framing the shots. Yeah, you see the eight movies the now. Sh- you know everything about film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you guys are clowns. I don't understand who gave you the right to do this podcast. Talking about movies, the both of you, Benny, darling, light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in. Now get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, it's funny. Like last night, uh, Katie was like, "What are you gonna rate it?" Because she she fucking hated it. Um, did she stay for the whole thing, or did she really leave? She after fell asleep scene? a little bit for a little bit. <laughs> um, but. I actually was I was thinking about going lower um, and then I like thought about it. I, maybe I could have went a little higher. Um, I loved lo- again, loved, loved, loved the direction and the sets and so much of about this movie. But those fucking characters pissed me off so much that I had this. I had to score it low. I just didn't enjoy it this time around. I don't know what it is, what what's happened in my brain, but didn't hit. I mean, it's, it's really sad that the podcast had to end this way. Yeah, that's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's uh, tough. I mean, what's it with you it, and ending podcasts? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you're like the uh, you're like the uh, the common denominator. I think me and Ryan are going strong. Oh boy, I'm the Jack. I'm yeah. just slowly going insane and just ending everything. That's all right. Myself, other people. I'm gonna freeze outside. Yeah, all by myself, alone for the rest of my life. Hey, that's what you wanted, right? Just throw a switch in your hands, and you'll be fucking. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, we can just like say like you know your uh, Royal Tenenbaum score is trash. Fair. That hey, listen, we got to redo at the end of the year. Let's talk about it. Do Please. we? I I said end of the year plummies. Okay. You how many how many rescores do you get? She said only one. I I think I agree with that. But when you already know mine, <laughs> you're throwing around tens like they're fucking. Axe chops and, and doors in a Kubrick movie. Like Benny throws cups of water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I dropped a glass of water before this podcast started. It went everywhere. Yeah. And he said it's 60 to 35. 60 to 67 times. <laughs> Listen, it would help. I don't know if my wife needs a hearing aid, but she asked me 13 times, what happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? I spilled ah, yeah. some fucking water. Light of my life, darling. You ask me if I spill water again, I'm going to bash your fucking skull in. <laughs> oh, Christ. I think I could fuck with that. Like one, you get one rescore every year. All right. I'm but also, if I want to, if I definitely want to start our own podcast and, and make up rules, she could do that as well. That's also <laughs> <She> possible. <laughs> yeah, she could. No, I'm just kidding. Any, any, anybody with a microphone could start a podcast. Look at us. Yeah. Hey, nobody. Not everybody can be us. that great. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Like Benny said, if podcasting was in the Olympics, we go medalist. That's oh, right. please. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah. About it. Um. Well, thanks for if you made it this far. Making it this <laughs> you far. Turned, yeah. If you haven't turned it off yet. Yeah. Um. Again, send us an email. Let us know. You know, it's maybe especially me that I'm a fuckface for scoring this so low, um, or whatever. What what you thought about The Shining? Your experience with it? Any of the other movies we've talked about, or any movies coming up? Um, we'll definitely have uh, a beautiful, gorgeous, enormous vote on Friday um, for of three new Halloween season movies. Um, maybe we'll do some like funny scary ones i don't know we'll see we'll talk about it um but vote there on our instagram send us an email ltbwpodcast at gmail.com subscribe on youtube i think that's it robbie tell him good night good night wendy i'm home <laughs> get the fuck out of here hello anybody here hello yeah i'm ready to be killed <laughs> uh, I'm ready to die. Stab me in the uh, heart with an axe, please.